Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Amen. And um, let me just give honor today to some special people in the house. Um, My parents are here. And so mom, dad, can you stand up, please? Mom, dad, they've been doing ministry for as long as I can remember. Can you stand up? Can we bless them and honor them and thank them? Uh, they, they have invested into this house. They are, a, we are a product, Rach and I, of them. And uh, we, we started, uh, we had the ability to go serve there at their church um, before we came here. And so just want to honor them and say thank you for being here this morning. You guys doing all right? Sabbath been hard. Has Sabbath been good? Yeah. Amen. Well, we're going to continue today um, in this series on Sabbath as you know, every about three, four times a year, we're going we're gonna to pause uh, maybe uh, and, and do, do more of a formation series, a teaching on a spiritual discipline. We've, we've done prayer, we've done fasting, and now we're in Sabbath. We believe that this is a spiritual discipline that is necessary and needed. Um, I said it last week, and I believe it. Prayer and fasting and worship, those are all really important daily things that we should be doing. But Sabbath, I believe, is crucial today now more than ever. It is so crucial for every believer, for, 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 for every person in here. Um, and so we're just cultivating a moment, a time where we're just going to do our best to teach. It's only five weeks. We're on three, week three right now. But if you were with us the first week, I, I really just went into um, um, the why, the need of Sabbath. We are in a day and age in a culture where it's hustle and bustle, move, 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 go, go, go. There is a nonstop um, uh, activities happening constantly, Yes. We all know this to be true. We, we can't get away from our work. It's in our pocket. We can't get away from information. It's, it's available to us in a second. We can't get away from uh, just running and gunning. It's, it's created now such a beast in this world today where we just are hearing, and it's statistics show how many people are exhausted and filled with anxiety and depression. Suicide is on the rise, and we're just getting all this stuff. And, and I think it's, it, 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 like I said last week, it's going against the grain of creation. So last week we talked about what is Sabbath? It's taking in a day. For some of you, it's a half day. For some of you, it's four hours in a day, just as you're starting this thing. And, and let me just say, regardless of where you're at, God's pleased with you. He's so happy that you're just jumping into this. But it's, it's explaining that God set aside a day to be with him, to fellowship with him, to commune with him, to walk with him, to lean in with him, to hear from him. This is how he designed the fabric of creation. Amen? Six days on. One day off. For most that Reuben asked, Pastor Reuben asked, how many of you are doing Sabbath today? This is your Sabbath, and it's good. Sundays for most of us are that, but it is a time and a day that is needed more than ever. And so I really want to go into the, the how over this, the, this sermon today and over the next two weeks. How do we practice the discipline of Sabbath? Amen? If you have your Bibles, open them up to Psalms chapter 23. I'm just going to read two, uh, two passages of scriptures that I've been reading. These kind of formed and, and shaped um, this whole series. I just want to get them to you. If you're anything like me, right, you, you need to hear things a couple times over to get them. Amen? Anybody else in that boat? You don't, just don't hear something one time and, and catch it. It takes some time. But Psalms 23, most of us know this, and it says this. Just, just receive these words. These are, these are powerful words written 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. That's a good place to say amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Come on. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valleys, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love, come on, will, everyone say will, will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That is a promise of our good father. Amen. Matthew 11, if you have your Bibles, get to Matthew 11 or scroll on your phone over to Matthew 11. We've taught on this. I'm going to hit this a couple more times. Jesus is speaking, and he says this. Come to me, in verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Uh, other translations say Jesus says, come to me, all who are tired and worn down and burnt out and fatigued and just overwhelmed. And insert any word there that would describe how people are feeling in 2021 today. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. I will give you rest, he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Catch that. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, Jesus says. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come on, these are just rich promises and hopes that we have in Jesus. Amen. I want to just then read a passage of scripture, Mark chapter 2, 23 through 28. I'm not going to exegetically dissect these passages of scripture, but the spirit of every one of these culminates into what I'm going to teach on. But this one, Jesus is walking, he's moving, he's doing his ministry, and he comes to a point where he's walking with his disciples on Sabbath. Sabbath in the culture, in the Jewish culture, was serious. In that time, there was, there was creations of Sabbath disciplines and structures that, that were not biblical. That over time, things were created. And so Jesus is now on earth teaching his Father's ways. Yes? Jesus did not come to do anything else except bring the kingdom of God. Hello? People love Jesus. They don't like God. They're the same. Like, like Jesus came to only teach what his father told him to teach. Only do what his father instructed him to do. And so he's with his disciples walking through the grain fields, it says in verse 23, on Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heeds of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? In that Sabbath time, in that day, you couldn't do anything. You sat at home, you, you, didn't, you, you didn't lift a hand, you did nothing. Right? So now imagine Jesus, the, the, uh, the one that brings the kingdom of God, the one that God, the, universe, the one that created the universe, created Sabbath, is now walking and moving with his disciples, and they're picking grains, and the Pharisees have some things to say. And only the way that Jesus can, he comes and redefines and shows what it means to be a follower of him. He answered, have you never read what David did? He's referring to an Old Testament story. When he and his companions were hungry and in need, and in the days, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus stands up. Many people believe he, he makes this point, this de declaration. He says this. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man. Come on. 
just that alone. The Sabbath was made for me. The day of rest was made for me, and it was made for you. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus comes and defines what Sabbath is. What it is, is coming to stop, cease, and rest in him. In him, the gentle shepherd, the good one, the one that leads us to still waters. And so over and over, I read these truths and I sit there and I dwell on these over the last couple months and I, I've just allowed them for them to minister to me. Psalms 23, come on, how, how familiar are we with that passage of scripture? But when you stop and you, you read it and you dwell on what it's saying, there's such a rich promise and a hope and a, and a truth and an antidote to the day and age of hustle and bustle and go and run and anxiety. And it's, it's, it's a speaking to when Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary. It's a speaking to an unsettled spirit, an anxious heart. Jesus, when he speaks it, I don't know about you, but even when I received it this morning, my heart just calms and steadies and settles in. The words of David ring out with profound weight and truth of who God is and what an incredible shepherd that he is to his children. See, the idea of Sabbath is this. It comes down to a trust thing, right? Last week I talked about that. It comes down to a trust. When you take a whole day off, when you stop all the work, when you stop all the production, when you stop trying to strive, what it's saying is, God, I trust you. I mentioned too, it's the same thing with tithes and offerings. Like, like, we don't dismantle that. We don't take that apart. We believe in tithes and offerings here in this house. We believe that it's way better to give than to ever receive. We believe that it's a principle, a spiritual discipline that God has instructed us to. And God says, if you just give a tenth, I'll cover the 90. So trust. Because how many of you know sometimes that, that tenth would cover a lot of things? Every hand should go up. Like, I look at the tenth number, I'm like, snap, that, that, that would cover a lot. But I trust him. And Sabbath is saying, I, I trust you that you are a good shepherd. And Jesus comes and he says, come to me. It's an invitation to know him, to, to follow him, to, to come deeper into this ways of the kingdom that is above every kingdom, the way of Yahweh. And he says, take my yoke upon you. It's easy. It's light. And he carries into his teachings where in Mark chapter 2, he shows that the Sabbath will always and forever be for man. That it was created for us to dwell, to live, to move, and to focus on him. And so Jesus comes like only Jesus can with a solution. Anybody thankful that Jesus always has solutions to every problem? Every hand should go up. Like, like Jesus' words, I, I don't have my Bible up here, so forgive me, but if I did, I'd hold it up like this. Um, the Bible has an answer to every solution, issue. It has a solution for every problem. It has a solution for every season. It has a solution for every weight. It has a solution for anything you're walking through. The word of God is so good to us. It's living, it's active, it's breathing, and it speaks. And it speaks of who our Father is. And it cares for us and loves us. It comforts us. And so Jesus comes, as only Jesus can, He says, hey, all this hustle, all this moving, all this constant striving, there's a solution. Come to me. Come and be with me, he says, come, and what Jesus is saying, what I think he's saying, and many people I think would agree with me, is what he's saying is, come and be intimate with me. Intimacy. Intimacy. I think that's the word for today's teaching. Intimacy. A word that over time and over cultural times has become perverted. 
It does mean having moments of, of time of, of, of sex with your spouse. Let me preface that, the one you married in this house. Like, it does mean that, but the true definition of it is something vastly different. It's something completely different, and the invitation during Sabbath is come and be intimate with the Father. Come and be at rest with the Father. Eugene Peterson says this in regards to this invitation. Sabbath is that uncluttered time and space in which we can distance ourselves from our own activities enough to see what God is doing. How many of you have cluttered lives? Busy lives. It's a time to pause and stop and come and be intimate with him and see what God is doing. How many of you know God is at work? God is moving. He's moving right now. He's ministering through his spirit to you right now. He's, he's speaking and he's moving and he's orchestrating and he's planning things and he's doing. Sabbath is a time where we get to be intimate with him and hear what he's up to. So how do we get intimate? We close with the father. Well, you all are smart. Sabbath. Okay, I've been married um, seven years. I thought eight. I said eight the other day. Just one more year of blessing, bliss with Rachel. I just added another one on. Seven years. Um, we've been married seven years, and it's awesome. <laughs> and, and, and as time has gone on, I have realized something, that in my life schedule and her life schedule, that, that we find ourselves at moments getting spread thin. We get stressed. We have busy schedules. We have lives. I'll travel. She'll travel. Like We just find ourselves in moments where we're separated from each other. And in those moments of separation, we find ourselves to be, in, in essence, disconnected. All the married couples know what I'm talking about. The, the less time we spend, the less time that we're with one another, the, the little bit more disconnected that we become from one another. Yes, would this be true for, for you married couples? Hopefully every, you would agree with me. We, we find this to be the case. And so in our marriage, we were actually challenged by uh, Pastor Jordan and Bree early on, and we're thankful for this, but they said, you need to make a rule, and I'll come to this word in a little bit. You need to make a rule in your marriage that on Monday nights, it's date night. Come on, date night. Whew. Come on. <laughs> date night. Now, 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 some for you in the, in the house, you're like, duh, Jay, this is normal. This is common for us. Great. We're just, we're just a little bit farther behind. But we, we came to a rule that, that Mondays, there's no meetings. Monday nights, there's no gatherings for church stuff. Monday nights, you're not interrupting. You're not doing anything. Monday nights are date night. This is the time where we go and we have a dinner together. Or we, we, we order in a meal together, oftentimes Chinese food. It's just what it is, what it is. I love it. Thank God for Chinese delivery. Anybody say thankful? Like, like we, we order food and we, we come together and we sit and we laugh and we, we, we cry and we have honest conversations and moments and in intense moments at times. We talk about our schedules. We talk about our finances. We talk about how the kids need help in Jesus' name. We talk about all the things that are pressing upon us and are moving in our lives. We, we play Jenga. Is that what it is, Jenga? I don't play board games, but we, we started playing Jenga during quarantine. We, we have fun together. Are you with me? In those moments, we, though, have to stop intentionally, pause, Cease everything else. And we're getting better at this every Monday. Put the phones away. Stop listening to what everybody, and just, and just be together. Intimacy. And can I tell you, our marriage is stronger when it happens. When I look at over the course of the week, I, when I get to Friday night, Sabbath is good. But when I get my Mondays, and Mondays are good with me and Rach, the, the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays are awesome. Because we're on the same page. We're running the same direction. Are you with me? Some of you are like, I'm single. Just, just roll with the point. 
we find ourselves to be close. That's the definition of, of intimacy. Closeness. That, that's what it is. It, it's this idea of, of coming and just being close, like being near, having soul conversation, looking each other in the eyes and just staring at each other and knowing how beautiful she is. And she's looking at me like, what's wrong with you half the time? We just, we just come close. We recalibrate and become familiar again with one another. This is what, in essence... Sabbath does to us. Now hear me, I, I, I talk to my wife throughout the week. <laughs> I don't just take Monday night and then we say, we'll talk to you on Friday. Like, I talk to her, we engage, we, we, we communicate throughout the days. And, but there's a specific moment where we stop and we pause and we become intimate. And Sabbath is the same thing for us. It's an invitation to come close with the Father. Come on, how, how many of you want to get closer to Jesus? Even if you don't want to, just put your hand up so you don't look awkward in the place. <laughs> we want to be closer to Jesus now more than ever before. In this day and age, in this time, in this season, of this moment, we need believers. The kingdom of God is looking for believers that are close to the Father, that know the ways of Yahweh, that know his truths, that know what is right and wrong. Do not think that what is wrong is right and what is right is wrong. This is not that. This is a time for us to come into a moment in time, set apart a holy day, and find closeness with our Father. When it comes to being a disciple and following Jesus, one thing is true. We must not only follow his ways, his theology, right? Jesus has theology. He's a lot to say. We must not only follow his, idea, his ideas, his theology, or the list of do's and don'ts. Come on, like there are things that we do and we don't do as followers of Jesus. Hello? But, but if you're just trying to do the things that he doesn't do and do the thing, you're missing it. But we are called to much more. The much more being that we are called to base our lives off of Jesus and his way of life. Remember what he says, come to me, follow me, take my yoke upon me and learn from me. Doesn't Jesus say that? Learn from me. What is he saying? Know what I do. Learn how I operate. And what Jesus constantly shows in his word and his time here is that his life was fully connected to cultivating and creating intimacy with the Father. Above the miracles, above the signs and wonders, Above the healings, I truly believe this in my core, all good things, and we believe those things, and we've seen those things, and we're, that's, that's the kingdom power, but above all that, Jesus came to show what it means to cultivate and move in an intimate relationship with the Father. So he shows us, and one of the ways to do it is Sabbathing, resting. And so intimacy, I believe, is a defining point of the how, right? We're in the how right now. How do we Sabbath? How do we do this? So intimacy is a defining point point of Sabbath rest. You're doing all right. Three points and we're going to pray. You guys good? First things first, Sabbath allows for intimacy. That's a good point, Pastor. Thought about that one for a while, didn't you? <laughs> typed, erased, typed, erased. Anyways, funnier in my head than anybody. <laughs> Sabbath allows for intimacy. Just some of those words that are in Scripture, way down in green pastures. Sit beside still waters, refreshing my soul. Come to me. You feel just kind of a weight fall off every time? 
The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. An invitation that opens up the door for intimacy, to come into the good shepherd and to come and to sit with him and dwell with him and talk with him, a time to come close to him, a time to hear his words for our lives, to hear his truth over who we are. It's a time to come that, that, that we allow for him to speak a better word than the words we heard during the week. Hello? How many of you know and believe, like, when I come to Friday night and we sit and we take communion together and we start our Sabbath time, I'm so thankful that God begins to speak words over my life and all the words that I heard throughout the week, the, the disappointments, the, the letdowns, the, the failures, the stuff where I didn't do my best in, I, all those words start to fall away and I get the words of the good shepherd. And some of those words are correction. Did you recognize that he said you had a rod and a staff that comfort me? <laughs> Some of us love that image of the shepherd holding a rod and a staff. You know what those things are for? To break the legs of the sheep that were running away. There's a, there's a picture of a shepherd carrying a sheep on his back with the rod and the staff. Everyone's like, I love that. That's me with Jesus. Um, yeah, that sheep's leg is broken. So in intimate moments, like when I come to him and he speaks a better word, he also says, Jay, you missed it, brother, brother, like you missed the mark. My son, like, hey, 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 son, he says to me, like, this is what you should have done. It's there, there's an intimacy to know his voice and to allow him to speak. There's an intimacy of building trust and cultivating trust with him. I trust him to provide. I trust him to show. I trust him to make sure that our family is taken care of. I trust him for all these things. Sabbath allows for me to become intimate with him. Shelley Miller says this in Rhythms of Rest. Rest, speaking of Sabbath, provides fine tuning for hearing God's messages amidst the static of life. Let me to read that again. We don't have that up there, but rest, Sabbath, provides fine tuning for hearing God's messages amidst the static of life. The noise, the chaos, the constant bombarding of stuff spoken. I get to come and I get to sit with him and be at rest with him and hear what he has to say for my life. How many of you want to just say amen to? It's better to hear God's words over our lives than any person's. I remember early on in this thing, and at times I find myself trapped to this or I get off stage and I want to go home and I want to just, I want to make sure that it was good. I want to hear people like, it was a good job, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation guy. That's my love language. Hello? And gifts. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> I remember Rage came to me one time and she said, Jay, enough. And I'm like, yes, what's the, like, profited Rage? Like, what do you have to say to me today? And she's like, you need to start listening to the father's voice through all this noise of other people. I said, <laughs> I said, would you put your hands on me and pray for me? <laughs> but in rest, I found as I was going, 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 as I find myself going, 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 I only hear the voice of all the things happening in the world. I don't hear my father's voice well. But intimacy is an invitation to hear more from him. It allows for that. It creates an open door. Our date nights create. It's an open door. It's, an, it's, it's something we've created. It's a time set apart where we can hear from one another. We get to receive from one another. We shut down the voices of the world and we listen to one another. This is what Sabbath does. It creates a space to worship, 
to adore him, but to be vulnerable with him. How many of you hate the word vulnerability? Two of us. <laughs> okay. Like, like there's a vulnerability that happens when we're intimate with the father that, that is so pure and right and good. I've come to learn as I've been leading and shepherding and leading my family and being a husband that, that I need to be vulnerable. I need to be a man that's strong and mighty and weak, but I need to be vulnerable first with the father, telling him where I'm weak, telling him where I feel like I'm failing, telling him where I think he's failing us, being honest with him and receiving his words. There's a, there's a vulnerability. It's becoming real with the one that's the realest. It's becoming true. Like, like we find ourselves being real with so many people except the father. I think there's an essence of us being scared of what he might say to us. There, there's an essence of we, we feel like we've done too much. And in a Sabbath rest, a time of intimacy is not a time for you to come and he's just going to whack you. It's a time for you to come and sit with him and for him to minister his goodness and his kindness and his grace over your life. There, there's such a beauty to intimacy with the Father. Become vulnerable. In a place of our exhaustion and spiritual fatigue, Chuck Swindoll says this. I, I, Chuck Swindoll is an old guy. What did, what did he write? Like, what's the books? He, what's the thing he's famous for? I forget. Anybody? Does anybody know who Chuck Swindoll is in this room? All the millennials? <laughs> Anyways, okay. He's an author, writer. He says this. This was powerful. In a place of our exhaustion and spiritual fatigue, he will give us rest. All he asks is that we come to him, that we spend a while thinking about him, When's the last time you spent a while thinking about God? Meditating on him, talking to him. Better yet, listening in silence for him. Occupying ourselves with him totally and thoroughly, lost in the hiding place of his presence. Sabbath provides intimacy. When's the last time you got lost in God's presence? When's the last time you just got lost in sitting with the Father? I pray more than ever that we find this in those times where we go, we're intimate with Father. All throughout the scriptures, this was God's hope and plan. Old Testament, garden, all through the Old Testament, a calling of becoming intimate with him, knowing him, knowing his ways, right? Yahweh declaring, know my ways, follow me, know who I am, commit to who I am. Like, like this was a call for intimacy, walking in the garden with him, just being with him. God's plan has not changed. Hello? Just because it's a little bit crazier, it seems crazier. It's, there's nothing new. God is calling for us to be intimate with him. It's not that I believe that we don't just, it's not that I, I, I truly believe this. It's not that we don't love God. It's just that we don't know how to sit with God anymore. I really think there's a crisis in the church. And one of them being, we don't know how to sit with God. And Sabbath is an invitation to come and sit with him. You doing all right? Christopher, can you come up in a moment? and Make me sound a lot better on those keys. Sabbath is a call back. It's a call to intimacy. But here's the, here's the reality of this. This is it. This is crucial. Intimacy requires intentionality. I could talk about all day long being intimate with my wife, setting us apart dates, date nights and doing all the things that she needs me to do and never doing it because it requires too much work. It requires too much of me. Are you with me? I know in groups this week, we've heard some feedback and it's awesome. This is why we're doing discipleship this way. People are growing and it's good to come and grow in your groups and ask questions. But Sabbath is dang hard. Anybody agree with that? Like it sounds so oh, rainbows and butterflies and 
awesome and all my cares and worries are going to go. But Sabbath, to shut down for a whole day, it's hard. Yes? Like, like it's crazy in sense. It's completely against the culture of this day and age. It goes completely against the grain of all things today. The world is telling us to go. And Sabbath is calling us to be intimate with them and is saying rest. It's hard, right? So it's going to require us to be intentional with this stuff. This is so true. Hebrews 4 talks about Sabbath and more to come on this um, in, in a couple weeks. Uh, Pastor Ed Anderson's coming back up from, from Jacksonville. If you were here, um, incredible guy. He's going to teach on this. But, but Hebrews 4 talks about Sabbath and what it means to come into Jesus through salvation and be at rest. But it says something so profound. It says this, let us therefore, verse 11, make every effort to enter that rest. The writers of Hebrews says, let, let, let every effort, do whatever you can to go and be at rest. Isn't it interesting that it says you're going to have to work to get to rest? That sounds like a contradiction. But you're actually going to have to come to a place where you're just done. You're dissatisfied with where you've been, your relationship with God, your relationship with people, your love for God, right? The commandment of honoring the Sabbath is right in the middle of all those first three of honoring God, knowing his ways, giving glory to him, and then loving your neighbors. The Ten Commandments right dab in the middle is Sabbath rest. Because when we're rested, we love God better and we love people better. Amen? But this is going to take intentionality. This is going to take a moment for us to stop. And for a lot of us, this is hard. Well, you just don't know me. I'm a, I'm a type A. I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm just going to keep grinding. I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. I go, go, go. And, and, and listen, we, we affirm work here. You've heard me say this enough. Three weeks. <laughs> Please don't go to your job and be like, I quit. Pastor told me the Sabbath. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. Work six hard. Work hard six days. But stop. And be intentional. It takes planning and preparation. It takes, you know what it does? It takes self-control and self-discipline. It takes self-discipline to be like, you know what? I'm not going to go grocery shopping on Sabbath. I'm going to do it on Friday. Even if it means I got to put the kids down. And even if it means I got to do that and then go out to the grocery store later. Even if it means I got to wake up a little bit earlier. Hello? And get the stuff done that I need to get. And I'm just going to take a day where it's just me and the father and my family. It's a day. And so... Yeah, we've accepted this. We've heard the need of it. We've heard it. And it's, it, 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 you ever been on an awkward date? Four of us? <laughs> you, you're just staring across the table. I don't even, I'm, Rachel's giving me the nod, like, don't go down this trail. We're just like, you're there and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, like, please, someone text me. SOS, please. But, 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 but the, the awkward date of like, you don't know what to say. You've been saying a lot and now you've kind of run out of things to say. And so you got to, you got to kind of work at this thing a little bit. Right. Right. Like, like, <laughs> you're learning how to go on dates. You're learning how to talk and communicate. You, you learn. And this is the truth for marriage, right? We're, we're learning every day how to communicate. It's awkward at times, right? It gets awkward. It gets weird. But you keep going, you keep working at it, you keep discovering, you keep practicing it. Can I be honest? Sabbath sometimes is awkward. It's hard. You get to that place and you've been sitting there for 10 minutes. Your phone's in the corner and you're like, 
Okay, I've prayed all the prayers. I know what to pray. I've, I've sang one of the songs from, from, from Bethel. Ha, I don't know anything else to do. <laughs> You're like, I'm giving up. Can I just say, it's okay. The Father's pleased with that. He's pleased with you just coming to him and working at this. And what I want to say is he's, he's not okay with you just dismissing it. But as this time goes on, intentionality takes more and more and more work. Sabbath is intentional. What do you do during Sabbath? Pastor Reuben said it beautifully. Maybe start the morning if it's Sundays. Start the morning with a cup of coffee. Or, I don't like coffee. Tea. I don't like tea. Orange juice. Like whatever you want to do. There's not a formula. What I'm getting at while I'm saying that. There's not a formula, a method, a, a, a right way to do this. There's just... The right way is to get intimate with the Father. I start with a cup of coffee, and I sit there, and Rachel and I sit there, and now that we have kids, we're hoping for 10 minutes, maybe 20, and then Titus wakes up, and Titus comes up, and he, he's got a new guitar, and he wants to play his guitar, but he wants to turn, it, turn on the song, ah, 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 it's, it's the, 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 Shakira, there it is. It's a song by Shakira, bless you all, thank you. Uh, it's from this movie, Rio, everyone chill out, like it's from Rio. And, um, and, and we've, we've learned, we've learned to say to him, and this is not being legalistic. We're just like, no, Titus, we're not going that route this morning. We're going to listen to some worship songs. We're going to praise our father this morning. And he looks and he just kind of goes like, like we're going to cultivate just a moment together as a family of prayer and of worship on Friday nights. When we start our Sabbath, when we actually start, we take communion together there's prayers that I'll pray over Rachel. There's prayers that I'll pray over Titus and Eden. She'll pray prayers over me. We'll pray for our friends and our family. We'll pray for those that are, we just find ourselves going, okay, we're going to take, and then we usually eat. We eat a lot. Because Sabbath, you should eat. And I'm not talking this vegan junk. I'm not talking like, <laughs> half, the, half the church is like. <laughs> if you're vegan and organic, just make it, just do it. Just do it. It's okay to be vegan. I'm hearing it from my wife. It's okay to be vegan. I'm dairy free, whatever, like it's cool. Make, make, make cookies. Like, like, get a pie. Go to Aldi and get the key lime pie because it's amazing. Like, like, eat. Find yourself enjoying time and fellowship. There's, there's not, people are like, do I just have to sit for 24 hours in a prayer closet if he tells you to? We funnel everything through the lens of, is this worship to God? And is this bringing rest and strength to my soul? Because if it's not during Sabbath, it's not happening anymore. We put our phones away. Rachel found a, found a work, work around only as Rachel. If you know Rachel, she should be in IT. She found a workaround in Apple on the phone to create a generic. I don't know if you've like discovered this. I don't know. But like she's now got a text message that if you text her during our Sabbath time, it texts back, we are on Sabbath. I said, babe, that's a little bit much. But like, <laughs> put your phones away. It's hard. I found myself on Friday night putting away. I picked it up right before I went to bed. It's like a habit. I just went to social. Like, what am I doing? I say, I'm not nailing it. But just try. It's intentional. Go plant a garden. <laughs> In the city. 
find a plot of land and just dig up a garden. Go on a walk. Go, to, go get pancakes. I'm, I'm hungry today. We go to Stacks in the morning. Titus and I and Rach, we walk in, we go, to, we go to Stacks. We have pancakes, and it's good. Do you guys get what I'm saying here? The how is just come intimate. Read a Psalms. Listen to some guided prayers. I'm not plugging our spot. We have guided prayers up on our Spotify. Hear me. Where there's been time, and these times have been written out, and there's someone reading them, and just sit and bask in them. Grab your spouse, pray with them in the middle of the day of Sabbath. For some of you, it's Sunday, right? So you're going to go home, and the first thing you're going to want to do is turn on the Bears game. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying ask the Father. I'm just asking, ask the Father if that's okay. Like like Reuben said, go play sports. Like, Like if that's fellowship to the Father, I find myself at times playing golf. And on other Saturday mornings, I feel like the Father says, don't play golf, just sit. You with me? This is intentional time of intimacy with the Father. Because here's the thing. (laughs) You're going to be forced into Sabbath one way or the other. You're going to find yourself in Sabbath one way or the other. Hear me, church. You're going to find yourself doing it intentionally on your own, or you're going to find yourself being forced to. Notice that scripture says he's going to make you lie down in green pastures. (laughs) He's going to make you. For some of you, it's going to come at a point of sickness, burnout, giving up your businesses and all that you've built because you just haven't learned. Hello, this is a fabric of creation. Jesus said, rest. Father said, rest. Do it. Because he wants to create intimacy. This is why we're walking through this, right? Because we want us as a church body, as a church family, to be a people of God that know Yahweh, know his ways, and are close to him. This is what happens. This is my final close. Sabbath restores the soul, right? I know that when I come into Sabbath rest and I come out of Sabbath rest, my soul is a little bit more restored than it was going in. I said to Rach, I wish I would have learned this years ago. I wish I would have discovered this and know this. I heard it, right? We, 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 we knew it, but to actually do it, Sabbath provides supernatural rest for your soul. We got to work at it. But I wonder what it would look like for us as a city, in this city as a people, that practiced this, that did this, set up the time, if it's four hours, if it's six hours, if it's, what, this is you and God. But what would happen if we would be a people that just stopped and we rested and we became intimate with the Father? What would the city say about Oasis Church Chicago? I would beg to say that it would probably look at this house and look at your lives and see a person that's not overwhelmed and anxious. See a group of people that are rad- radically in love with Jesus. See a people that have a deep trust with the Father. That know what he says and what he says about so many things that are happening today. I wonder if in Sabbath rest you actually heard the voice of God for the situation and the crisis and the thing that you've been waiting and longing to hear. And the whole time he's just been waiting for you to come to him. I wonder how many marriages would be restored. I wonder how many families would be restored if we just stopped. I wonder how great your businesses would be. <laughs> Have you thought about that? That when God says stop on one day, whole day, he's promised that the other six days of your business will be blessed. 
Look at Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying this. <laughs> but for real, that stuff will be in heaven. <laughs> he promises, just rest. Hear from me. Know my ways. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Come to me. Rest with me. And drink from a living water, a, a, a still water. That gives strength to your soul. So find the rhythms. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but intimacy is so good. It's an invitation. God will never twist your hand. He'll never do it. I believe God is constantly like this, just arms open. Come, 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 come be with me, he says. Would you pray with me this morning? I want to just pray a prayer. That, that if you're here today and you've said yes to committing to this, you've said yes to Sabbath, but you're really trying to know how. It starts with intimacy. And for some of you, you, you are, you know this, you got this, you're in this, and we're just going to pray for more of that for you. But some of you in this room, to be intimate with the Father is scary. It's unsettling. You're afraid of what he's going to show you in your life. And today, I just want to pray for the courage to say yes to it. Because I can promise you, and I'm a product, I know this to be true in my life. As I've set aside time for him to come and minister to me, there have been things that have been exposed. But God never exposes anything and keeps it open. When things get exposed, like in my life, he covers it with his blood. And he heals it. And he strengthens me in it. So this is Sabbath. This is an invitation to come and be intimate with him, to walk with him. So if you're in this room right now and you want to say yes to this, you just want to do an act of faith right now of saying yes to, to taking this practice and going deeper with him, to not fill the schedule of Sabbath with all these things that are going to keep you from listening to the Father, but actually go into Sabbath rest to be intimate with him. If that's you in this room, just slip your hand up. It's just an act of faith of agreement. Yeah. 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 Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, you're good. You're so good to us. You've never left us. You've never abandoned us. You've never forsaken us. And so as hands are lifted up today in this house, Holy Spirit, I pray you would meet their faith, that you would meet their requests, that they are asking for more of you. And so as we practice this, as we go into this thing of Sabbath, I pray that their time with you would be supernaturally anointed. It would be blessed. It would be covered by you. That their conversations would be just so pure and that they would receive and hear your voice. They would just come close. And your word tells us that as we come close, you come close to us. So I pray for the restless heart, for the weary soul to be strengthened. I pray that identity would be imparted in people during these times. That we would become a people, uh, disciples of you, knowing your ways and knowing who we are in you. Oh God, I thank you that you have created this and ordained this for us. 
So help us. Help us, we pray. Holy Spirit, help us to abide in you. We attach our lives to you in all your ways. We thank you. For those that are in this already and practicing this, give them more, God. Holy Spirit, give them more. Pour out more upon them, more, more, more time with you. May it be blessed. May they be able to hear your voice even greater. May they be able to know you even greater. So, Father, as a house, we pray from young to old that intimacy with you would be so rich. It would be poured out upon this house, we pray. We love you, and we bless your name, Jesus. And we give you all the glory and all the honor. And everyone said, come on, and everyone said,